This is a Wool Observatory podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Space Oddity. Hello, everybody. This is Haley Osborne, and welcome to another episode of Star Stuff. Today, we're going to be talking about Clyde Tombaugh, and I'm joined by a fan favorite over here, Kevin Schindler. Oh, yes. My mom is the president of the fan club. I think the only member, too. You know, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So today, uh, we're going to be talking about Clyde Tombaugh in honor of the iHeart Pluto Festival. Uh, Do you want to say a few words about the iHeart Pluto Festival, actually? Sure. Yeah. Why do we have an iHeart Pluto Festival in Flagstaff? Because mm-hmm. Flagstaff is home of Pluto. Home of Pluto. Pluto was discovered <laughs> here by Clyde Tombaugh in 1930. And virtually every major discovery since then has connections to Flagstaff in some way. Awesome. Um, the largest moon, the other moons, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. New Horizons mission, all have ties to Flagstaff. Yeah. And so new, the um, iHeart Pluto Festival is to mm-hmm. celebrate this connection and also leading up to the 100th anniversary of Pluto's discovery in 2030. Nice. And so each year we do... You know, we do a family festival type thing where we certainly do science because yes. that's what we do here. Lots but of science. A lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of family activities, a lot of some adult activities like <laughs> special beers mm-hmm. um, and, you know, music and mm-hmm. and food trucks up at the observatory. Mm-hmm. Our keynote speaker is an astronaut this year, Nicole Stott. Nice. Um, we'll talk about discovery and exploration in space. So mm-hmm. it's really a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we want it to be a keynote Flagstaff event. Cool, cool. Well, I'm very excited. Um, Kevin and I are actually working together on the Special Astronomy on Tap, February 16th. Yes. So that'll be awesome. And and joining us will be Al Tomba, who is Clyde Tomba's son. Exactly. The guy who discovered Pluto. So that's going to be a lot of fun to hear his firsthand stories about his dad. Yeah. No, I think it'll be really cool. I'm really excited. I fangirl over this kind of stuff all the time. And we're, we're um, also <laughs> going to be dedicating the beer that Mother Road is making this year in the special can, which is called, I can't say yet. Not official yet. It's not official yet. <laughs> no, okay, but that's, we're close. That's good to know because yes. Dylan told me and I didn't know if I was allowed to tell people, so I haven't told it anyone. It hasn't been released yet. So <laughs> Wonderful. Yep. So we're cool. close. I won't tell anyone then. <laughs> There's a great story behind it too. Ooh, I can't I'm wait so to excited. tell it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It'll be so fun. Okay. Well, yeah. if you guys are in town on the 16th, February 16th, you should come check it out. It'll be really cool. Right. And yeah. it goes back to, I'll, I will say that the beer... Um, has a lot of connection to the guy we're talking about, Clyde Tombaugh, mm-hmm. um, which he had an amazing life. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so many people are excited about Clyde Tombaugh, what he did with Pluto, partly because he grew up in a farm. He's a small town guy. I know. And he's like anybody in this room, <laughs> as well as others that, uh, you know, just, you know, humble beginnings, but mm-hmm. had a passion to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a kid, he studied and and he learned the sky and and he did some great things. Well, we should start talking about him because I, I've been super excited for this episode. We've had so much snow up here in Flagstaff recently. Yes. And so this episode yes. has been pushed back like four times, I think. Right, Nate? Like four times? Yeah. About so four times. Well, this is part about of celebrating Pluto because it's so cold. <laughs> yes. Minus, you know, 285 degrees. Oh, and yeah. It has an atmosphere mm-hmm. at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it gets... When the planet moves further away, it gets colder, that uh-huh. atmosphere kind of snows down. Yeah. So this is kind of, you know, it's kind of like that. Very similar. It feels yeah. almost as cold. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I've been super excited to talk about Clyde Tomba. He's one of my favorite people in history. I talk about him 
all the time for my job, you know, when I'm giving tours and stuff. Yeah. So uh, let's let's jump right into it. So you mentioned uh, Clyde Tomba grew up on a farm. He grew up on a farm in Streeter, Illinois. Streeter, Illinois, which mm-hmm. I, I was there once years ago. Yeah. Um, the, the community had an event celebrating Pluto. Aww. And so Alan Stern, uh-huh. who's the principal investigator for New Horizons, mm-hmm. they flew him in there to talk about <laughs> New Horizons, which had taken off and still had years to go before the flyby. Mm-hmm. And then they brought me in to talk about the discovery. Nice. And then they had the parents of an astronaut, Scott Altman, his parents were there, and they had a life-size cutout of him on the stage <laughs> as if he was there. And it was really cool. That's awesome. The streeter, I think it's like an hour from Chicago, something like yeah. that. And um, Doug Deacon is, always, is also from there. Oh, cool. Um, Doug Deacon played for the Cleveland Browns. Nice. From Cleveland, so. Yes, of course, Cleveland fan (laughs) over here. (laughs) But yeah, Streeter, small town. Mm -hmm. And then when, uh, I think, 1922. So Clyde was born in 1906. Uh Uh-huh. And 1922, so he was 16 or so, the family moved to Burdett, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And that's where Clyde really fell in love with the night sky. Because what's hard to do at nighttime in Kansas after dark? Yeah. In the middle of a cornfield. Honestly, Um, stare at the stars. Stare at the stars, Yeah. (laughs) No, I totally agree. And um, they they had to move because their farm got like hit by a hailstorm, right? So they had yeah, to it was, move in with his uncle. It was really it was really tough making yeah. a living. And so yeah, there's there there's still a lot of tambas um, in Streeter mm-hmm. um, area. In fact, when I was there giving a program, several of them came up. Oh, I said we're tamba because they're several siblings and yeah. other family. But yes, they had to move. It, it wasn't easy farming, so they moved to Kansas and. Um, I mean, that seemed like what Clyde might do when he grew up. But, yeah, hailstorms came, mm-hmm. ruined the crops. Yeah. He thought, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's too much dependent on weather. Mm-hmm. And so he thought of other things. He always loved astronomy. Oh, yeah. And he built this really cool telescope. Oh, my God. It's so cool. And we're dedicating this. I know. At, Pluto. at the iHeart Pluto Festival. I'm so excited. I got a sneak peek at it because I was in the machine shop one day and I saw it. And it's I, – I, I, like – geeked out. I was so excited. <laughs> it's so cool because, I mean, you think about a telescope mm-hmm. and you, you look at something on the internet that you buy at a store. Mm-hmm. He made this all himself. Oh, yeah. He ground the mirror himself. Mm-hmm. And the, the telescope, he didn't have the money mm-hmm. to buy his own, so he didn't use money. He used ingenuity yeah. and his smarts. Mm-hmm. And so he bought, he got, went, looked around the farm and he found a flywheel from a a, you know, big metal wheel. Yeah. And some rolled metal that was used maybe for um, grain augers. Yeah. You know how they put um, grain up into the top of a barn. Yeah. This little auger thing. Mm-hmm. And um, part of a Buick that his dad had <laughs> that was lying around. And so he re- he just used what he had. That's so cool. Yeah. The base is like made out of a cream processor. Yeah. There's some like spare tractor parts in there. It's a, it's a, a, a really neat mix. Yeah. Like all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah. I'm really excited for the dedication of that. I think it's going to be really awesome. And, that, you know, the telescope is neat because, you know, we think of the telescope up here, the one he later used to discover Pluto. Yeah. Um, that we nicknamed the Pluto Discovery Telescope. That telescope is really about the discovery of Pluto. Mm-hmm. This one that Clyde... Built is really about the guy who made the discovery, the oh, yeah. pursuit of something he loves, the passion, the mm-hmm. not giving up, making it out of whatever he can to mm-hmm. make it work. And here we are, 90-some years later, we have this telescope now, and it's going to be on display. Oh, my gosh. And it's so, it's so cool. So so he used <laughs> it. You know, the story is so neat because not only he built it out of these cool parts um, lying around the farm, but he made some really nice drawings with them. Yeah. And sent them to Lowell Observatory because mm-hmm. he knew about Lowell 
he, he never met our founder, Percival Lowell, who died in 1916. Mm -hmm. But he knew the work that Percival Lowell did about yeah. planets and such. Well, he knew about the aliens. You knew know? about the, the aliens up there. <laughs> the aliens up there. The reason why I have a job is because of aliens. And I think the, the crop fields in Kansas, there's yeah. some connection there, too. Yeah, Clyde was like, ooh, I'm going to yeah. go look for these Martians that Percival Lowell is seeing. life out there. <laughs> yeah. So he made these drawings, sent them to Lowell. Mm -hmm. Wondering if, you know, their professional opinion, what do they think? Yeah. And he gets this letter back. Like, what kind of physical condition are you in? Yeah. Like, what? I, he's I, like, what does that have to do with my yeah. drawing abilities, you know? And suddenly he's <laughs> he's getting offered a job, mm -hmm. like temporary, mm -hmm. um, to come out and just, you know, we've got this project going on. Mm -hmm. Didn't really know what it was. we got this project. We need somebody. Yeah. But it's, it's really cool because um, the timing, yeah. if he had written this, Six months earlier or later, he probably wouldn't have gotten a job. Yeah, but which the observatory is crazy. was yeah. They're trying to look, recommence, restart the search to yeah. look for a planet, and they just happened to be looking for somebody to help with the search. They didn't have anybody on staff uh -huh. that had the time, which is and, crazy. You know, the director opens his mail one day, and here's this letter from this guy <laughs> who likes astronomy. It looks like he knows what he's doing. Right, he'd be perfect for this. Yeah. The thing uh, I always think about, this is like my headcanon. I have no proof of this, Kevin, but like I want I want to see what you think. So um, Vesto Slifer was the director at the time, right? Yep. Uh, Vesto and E.C. Slifer were also farm boys, um, right? They from came Indiana. from uh, Indiana, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but their farm like was doing really well. They had old money, all of that. So they like had money to go to college, right? And they yeah. got their PhDs and they came out here and they worked for us. Well, Part of me thinks that, like, yeah, it was perfect timing. But at the same time, part of me thinks, like, he – because uh, Vesto Slifer asked about Clyde's background, and he read, oh, like, I'm a farm boy, and, like, I want to go to the University of Kansas more than anything, but, like, I don't have the money for it, you know? Um, and he saw, like, oh, this kid is going through something very similar to what I did, only, like, I had the money, and I, I got to go to school, and, like – he doesn't get to. And yeah. so I feel like part of him, like, you know, saw a little bit of himself in Clyde. Almost, it could be. I, I don't know? know that Clyde at that early stage talked about yeah. wanting to go to college. But but still, I, I can see that because right? they're both, you know, Midwestern. Mm -hmm. You know, the Slifer family certainly had more money, but they yeah. weren't. They weren't like rich. outrageously rich. And they had, they had like a dozen kids yeah. in the family. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's interesting because there's still so many Slifers yeah. around. And, and a side note. Uh-huh. If you go to um, Kent, to Indiana, uh -huh. to Frankfurt, okay. there's a really, the, the, what used to be the school is now the, the um, city offices. Uh -huh. And to get to the Slifer uh, farm is still there. Oh, it's wow. still in the family. <laughs> but to get there, you take a left turn at the, at the Milky Way Diner. Or ice cream shop, whatever it is. It's called the Milky Way. And it's, and it's just perfect so cool. to get to the guy, the house where the guy who discovered the expanding universe. That's so cool. Yeah. So That's so cool. In, in, Clyde, <laughs> in Clyde's hometown in Burdett, they do have a miniature golf course that's planet-themed. And there's also, when I was there a year ago or whenever it was, in the restaurant... They had a tumba special, like a That's so lunch. cute. Oh, my and it gosh. And it was like, I grew up in the Midwest, so I can say that it was classic Midwest fare. <laughs> it was like a layer of tater tots. Oh, beautiful. A layer of cheese. Oh, I'm, I'm into it. A layer of meat. <laughs> mm -hmm. More tater tots, more cheese. Um, I think about 8,000 calories. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, carbohydrate high you would be on. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, I couldn't finish it. It was so much. Yeah. you got to have a tumba special right, if you you're going through Burdette, Kansas. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh my gosh, I love that. But yeah, so um, 
so uh, we talked a little bit about Clyde's background, him getting um, up here. Right, Vesto Slifer offered him a job. Yeah. Um, he also offered for him to live up here. You know, like right, there, that was part there's of the, the Tomba apartment. So we still have that the Tomba apartment. Yeah, um, I I feel fortunate because my office is right across the hall from it. That's so cool. And <laughs> and in fact, my office. Um, is where a guy named Jim Elliott mm-hmm. used to come every summer. Uh-huh. Um, he he had an affiliation with Lowell. Oh, cool! And he's the he's the kind of the father of occultation studies. Oh, and, um, neat! Pioneered uh, Kuiper Airborne Observatory uh-huh. and later um, Sophia uh-huh. Airborne Observatory. And so to be in that area, it's like when you come to Lowell, no matter what your age, you really feel. You're in a special place. Absolutely. Like, my gosh, our founder is buried right there. Right? Yeah. Like there. you can literally walk up to Percival Lowell's mausoleum. Right. I mean, not right now because there's so much snow, but like normally. Yeah, you have to ski there. Yeah, you'd have our, to ski there. Our, this telescope, this is where Clyde Tombo was standing Yeah. when he took these pictures. He just got Pluto. That's so cool. It's, it's neat. And, yeah. you know, Clyde, for Clyde leaving town, leaving home, it was a big thing because mm-hmm. he's from small town America. And, you know, he was like so many of us, you know, growing up. He likes sports. He was in track. Yeah. There's a great picture of him with a pole vault um, <laughs> when he was in high school. He set up a, a field near on the farm mm-hmm. for his buddies to come over and play um, football, I think it was. Nice. So he, he was like most of us growing up, just, you know, enjoy time with his friends, mm-hmm. had this interest in astronomy. And, you know, a lot of people grew up in dark places mm-hmm. on a farm. But for whatever reason, partly because he had an uncle, yeah. Uncle Lee, who was kind of an amateur astronomer. He had his own telescope. Yeah. And you wonder, I've always, I always like looking at this, like um, Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could replay, if you change one thing, yeah. how the rest of history would play out. It'd be so different. And Back I mean, to the Future 4 is yeah. apparently, not that kind of cheesy one they made a few years ago, but the next one with Christopher <laughs> Lloyd and um, Michael J. Fox. Uh-huh. Is in production, as I understand. Ooh, interesting. So that's, that's like throwback to the eighties. This time, you know. <laughs> I don't know, but but Clyde was just—he's just a guy growing up and has friends, you know, like yeah. anybody. But he, you know, partly because of this influence, his uncle in this case mm-hmm. turned him on to looking through telescopes, and Clyde ended up making his own. Yeah, like the one out of farm parts, mm-hmm. and um, it's amazing what one person, what the difference one person can make. Like it can it's be incredible. It can be a sibling, a parent, of course, mm-hmm. a teacher, yeah. but how you really get turned on to something. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's there for the rest of your life. It's for so me, I, I had a high school earth science teacher uh-huh. and he was, he was great. And I mean, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I went, I applied to one college. That's where he went. Nice. That's where I wanted to go. You were like, this is it? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, so it's neat to see like Clyde, his uncle, you know, you wonder if he has uncle hadn't done that, what would Clyde have been interested in? Yeah, no doubt. Maybe astronomy, but maybe, maybe maybe something else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't know his name. Yeah, that's crazy. Or we wouldn't have the trivia question, what um, Cy Young winner is related to Clyde Tombaugh? <laughs> and it's Clayton Kershaw of the <laughs> <Yeah>. Dodgers. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> we wouldn't have that trivia question either. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, so um, Clyde Tombaugh, he uh, came up here, lived here on campus, and... Um, and he was hired to operate the astrograph. 
um, as uh, the Pluto Discovery Telescope, uh, Pluto Discovery Astrograph is what we're calling it now because people got a little confused because um, telescope, you you think, oh, I can like go look through that. But the, the Discovery Telescope... The astrograph clears it up because <laughs> nobody knows anything about what exactly. that is. Exactly. <laughs> so they go up there not expecting anything. Um, the astrograph is a big camera, right? So yeah. It's a telescope um, that takes pictures. Exactly. It depends on who you talk to. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, it's, and I always call it a stellar camera because I think that's like the easiest way to explain it. But yeah, it just takes in those glass plates and everything. But he was like taking the pictures, but not comparing them at first, right? Yeah, he, yeah. he, he when he was brought on, they needed somebody to take pictures, mm -hmm. but they were gonna the the astronomers here were gonna do the searching. Yeah, but it soon became apparent. First, this guy knew what he was doing. He he, he learned the process well. Great attention detail, but oh, also yeah. the time. Yeah. Because he would take a picture of the sky, wait a few days, take a picture of the exact same place. Uh -huh. And when you magnify these pictures, um, you, you take them on a, on these glass plates. Mm -hmm. It's like a piece of film that are 14 by 17 inches. Yep. And on average, you have maybe two or 300,000 dots. Yeah. <laughs> and that scenario of the sky about this big. Mm -hmm. So you have to cover a lot of the sky. And, to, and when you look at that, set of plates, two or 300,000 dots to compare one to the other. Insane. It's, it's mindlessly, you know, boring, mind-numbing. Yeah. <laughs> My brain wouldn't melt. Time, I could not. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, today we have computers. Yeah, yeah. And Clyde then, was just such a dedicated man. Yeah. And the fact that he did that for like, what, six hours a day at first and then like down to two, but still even two hours is yeah, like at some so point, much. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said, you know, at some point he would spend – a typical day for him would be to get up in the morning, um, go down downtown Flagstaff, mm -hmm. have have uh, breakfast at the Black Cat Cafe, mm -hmm. which is now Karma Sushi. Yeah. And then pick up the mail, mm -hmm. which is the mail, the post office then was at what's now Aspen Sports in San oh, Francisco. Okay. And then come back up here and go into the office and um, stare through the eyepiece of this machine called a blink comparator. Uh -huh. They're staring at dots, it's looking insane. for... A needle in a haystack. Yeah. Do that for a few hours. Go to lunch. Come back. Mm -hmm. Do it for a few more hours. And that was his routine. Then when yeah. when the skies were clear and, and moonless, he would also be up at night taking pictures. Yeah, which is just crazy. Yeah, the schedule, crazy. Was, the schedule was almost as challenging as the average low observatory public program educator, in which every day, <laughs> every night... <laughs> There's a new adventure in sleep deprivation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you don't, the schedule's not regular. Yeah, my schedule's super regular, especially yeah. for the week of the iHeart Pluto Festival. <laughs> That's why, no, it's regular. You're just here all the time. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm working like a 12-hour shift that Tuesday, so That's there's it. that. That's not bad. That, it's it's one thing, though. <laughs> I'm are, doing one thing for 12 hours. There are 24 hours in the day. That's true. That's so true. you take away, um, you know, three for sleep. <laughs> you want more. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, there's plenty of time. Yeah, maybe after I'm done, I'll, I'll like go home and get some more work done or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because no matter, like here at Lowell, everybody has a position that at some point is crazy. Oh, yeah. Like our grounds crew over the last um, oh, my gosh. week in our Flagstaff, crew. They, you know, we've been dumped on snow. Yeah. It's snowmageddon. And uh -huh. so they're they're working really crazy hours. Or, oh, yeah. You know, we have a... a a celestial event that's three o'clock in the morning, a total lunar eclipse. You got educators, astronomers, marketing oh, yeah. people. Mm -hmm. um, Nate, who doesn't sleep, is yeah. here. Nate never uh, sleeps. No, he doesn't never. sleep. <laughs> he just gets some um, special treats from Texas once in a while. And that keeps him going. Charge up. Oh, the kolaches. Mm -hmm. The kolaches. 
right? Isn't that the, the, rock, the stone yeah, close substrate close thing? Enough. Yeah, calcium deposit. In case you guys didn't hear, Nate said close enough. <laughs> yeah, <that's good>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, yeah everybody's so got weird hours on yeah. certain, uh, certain events and stuff, yeah. And so, um, so that, and that's what Clyde had. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's persistent. Yeah. And he, you know, attention to detail was great. So Incredible. Th- this is what he did. This was his... his being, uh-huh. and then you get to February 18th, 1930, mm-hmm. same routine. He gets up in the morning, goes down, has breakfast, comes back, lunch, mm-hmm. and about four o'clock in the afternoon, he's in his office, which is about 100 yards from where we're sitting yep. in the, what's called the Slifer building, mm-hmm. and he sees, okay, on this plate, the dot's here, on the other plate, it shifted position. Mm-hmm. wasn't unusual. Yeah. Sometimes it would be uh, an asteroid. Uh-huh. Sometimes it would be a piece of lint. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> defect in the plates. But, uh-huh. you know, he measured it. Like, wait a minute. Because because he had studied this, he knew a planet should be lo- that they were looking for should be located a certain distance. Uh-huh. So the dot should change a certain amount. Uh-huh. And it, it did. Yep. And he calls his colleague, Carl Amplin, who says, you know, this is cool because Carl uh-huh. Amplin noticed the clicking had stopped for a while. Yeah, and like, he was hey, like waiting for Clyde, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then they look at it for a while, do some measuring, and then you can just imagine Clyde Tomba, 24 oh, years gosh. old. I'm thinking when I was doing it 24 and I was still drooling. I'm 24, Yeah, Kevin. see, and you're like, still, look at me. <laughs> you're still drooling. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so this is your age. I know, I can't even imagine. He's walking down the hallway. You wonder what this... From one end of the building to the other. Oh my gosh! To and tell his boss, felt like an hour long yeah. walk. I swear. <laughs> and you tell him, I, I think we found what person Lowell started looking for twenty five years ago. Insane. And and he passed away. Others have been involved in the search. Uh-huh. Now it's Clyde, twenty four years old, self trained at that point. Self-trained. He went to college later. Yeah. But self trained, and insane. he discovered the ninth planet. That's so crazy. Uh, it, what's going through his mind? Honestly, I mean, like, that's that's just, like, first off, it's just incredible that you find a planet in the first place. Second off, at that young of an age with no college education, like, that's that's crazy. That's so incredible, you know? And you, know you know, I think that's a, it's a kind of a neat angle on the history of Lowell in that self-trained astronomers, our founder, Percival Lowell. Self-trained, self-trained astronomer. I mean, he went to college for mathematics. Yeah. But, but... The astronomy part self-trained. Uh-huh. But it's, the connection is neat because he was studying Mars, yeah. looking for intelligent life there. But he also began this search for a planet. Mm-hmm. A quarter century later, he's passed away. A quarter century later, this other self-trained guy yeah. is brought in. And he completes the search that, Clyde t- that, that Lowell started mm-hmm. and finds a planet. That's so cool. And then he spends another 15 years or 14 years Photographing the sky, uh-huh. making a, a survey of the night sky, jump ahead another quarter century, and another self-trained <laughs> scientist, um, Robert Burnham Jr., is hired yeah. to continue the work that Clyde Tomba started, that it sort of started with Percival Lowell, yeah. continue, and this legacy of self-trained astronomers. Incredible. And that they <laughs> that they all made major contributions. Yeah. So it you know, shows, I think, that, you know, I mean, in the modern world... If you want to study astronomy, generally you're going to go to college. But mm-hmm. it also shows that if you have a passion for something, you make it happen. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's not the traditional way, mm-hmm. but you can make it happen. Definitely. And, and, you know, it's funny with space. There have been times throughout history that 
oh, we know all there is to know about the solar system. Mm-hmm. Like they were thinking the 40s and 50s. Yeah. <laughs> ha. Ha. spacecraft out there and we know <laughs> we're just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah. Seriously. So, oh, yeah, Clyde, Clyde, it's, you know, it's a neat story because it's something we can all associate with. And, you know, you might not go into something to and discover a planet, but uh-huh. you can still really get into something you really like oh, and yeah. make neat contributions. Yeah, and I think uh, my favorite part of Clyde Tombaugh's story is what happened next. You know, Clyde, he discovers this planet. It, it goes public. They wait like a month to go public with it until like March 13th, Percival Lowell's yeah. birthday. Because um, they were like, oh, that would be cute, you know. And they also had to take the confirmation photos and it was cloudy. So they had to like wait some days and everything. But um, I think the best part is when they did go public, Clyde got a full-ride acceptance letter to the University of Kansas and got to go study astrophysics and get his degree in astrophysics and something that I didn't know until recently uh Curtis actually told me this one of uh the public program supervisors he uh told me that he had been telling people for years like oh yeah can you imagine like going into your intro astronomy course and you're like sitting next to someone and you're like oh how did you get into this and they're like oh I found a a planet like that would be nerve-wracking I would quit college you know what I mean yeah uh they didn't let him take intro astronomy apparently they made him skip it because of everything he had already done yeah the story is yeah he you're Clyde Tomba you've already passed the class oh yeah they're like you've you've already got an A yeah Yeah, just to move on you know which I think is hilarious and I I've worked here for years before I I learned that which I think is so funny there's so many new stories oh yeah I've been here a a little bit longer than you have (laughs) and uh, maybe as long as you've been alive probably no no, I think we figured that out not quite oh yeah yeah it was like a couple years off I'll be 28 years in March yeah and I'm um 25 in June. So, so you've been, been here, here longer, longer than I've been alive. But, I, but still, <laughs> every day there's something new and exciting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which I just think is yes. so cool. But, like, just like the fact that he got his scholarship and got to go study school, which was like one of his dreams, you know, and the fact that, like, he got to do it for free. I mean, I just, I, that's so fantastic to me. Well, I he, did, just, he uh, did it without paying tuition, maybe. Yes. But. Well, you not completely yeah. for free, but you but know you what think, I mean. You think, yeah. I mean, you think of um, he didn't go the traditional route. Yes. But he he made it happen. Mm-hmm. You discover a planet. Okay. I didn't. I couldn't pay for it, but I discovered a planet. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and now he has, you know, he's the he's his name is such a legacy. Yeah. And and the you know the foundation of of today mm-hmm. of space we think about the solar system mm-hmm. and you know whatever. People call Pluto planet or not or whatever. <laughs> it's it's great that it's been going on now for ninety three years mm-hmm. of what to call this thing, yeah. and and it continues on. And it's Crazy. also it you know the discovery of Pluto really told us that the you know solar system is much larger and there's more out there. Oh and, yeah, and it's it's neat, you know, scientifically, but also the cultural thing. Yeah, because like Flagstaff is home of Pluto, because all these scientific connections, but also this place loves its science. Oh, yeah. And so you have artists like George Averbeck creating glass ornaments of the planets mm-hmm. or, or ceramic artists like Paula Rice making these really amazing sculptures of yeah. the planets and, and breweries and restaurants yeah. making Pluto-themed drinks and uh-huh. food. It's, it's just so cool. It's so cool. And so it's, you know, it's the science that's really... Um, this starts it, but uh-huh. it, it really turns into a cultural thing, an identity for the place. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, and we're all part of that, mm-hmm. you know, and 
you know, Clay, Clay Tumbaugh with his discovery started in terms of Pluto. Uh-huh. But they're, you know, little observatory. There's so many different personal stories and angles. Absolutely. Um, that, you know, you think about if, if you talk about Pluto, you got to talk about little observatory. Yeah. If you talk about Mars, especially if you get into projections of life, you got to talk about Percival Lowell. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. It is. Our, really cool. You know, this observatory that was self-started by an individual. Uh-huh. And, you know, Percival Lowell left quite a legacy himself. No, it's crazy. It's super cool. And then, um, of course, Clyde's later life was also interesting. I mean, he built telescopes in his backyard for fun. Um, he founded the PhD program at uh, New Mexico State University for their astrophysics program. Yeah. Right? Um, spent, he spent years looking for UFOs. Yeah, looking like, for UFOs. Like yeah. not crackpot sort of things, but, yeah. you know, really looking for serious are these things out there? And mm-hmm. he he um, did satellite tracking yeah. at White Sands. Mm-hmm. I was just at the missile range earlier this year. Oh, yeah. And um, one of the machines he used, um, I can't remember what the nickname is, but anyways, the, <laughs> it's like this, it was designed mm-hmm. to, um, you know, follow rockets. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something he did to, and, and making the suggestion of painting them a certain pattern mm-hmm. so you could view them easier. Yeah. If you can view... If you can view and study celestial objects, you can probably track a rocket. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, some of that stuff he did. So cool. And the, uh, we've got this video of him um, that some of the educators have watched for, like, training and stuff. But it's Clyde Tombaugh in his, like, 80s or 90s. Uh, he's a cute little old man, hunched over, walking around, talking about the telescopes in his backyard, like, what size they are, how he yeah. made them, talking about his discovery and everything. And it's, like... One of my favorite videos ever. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's great because it, yeah, it's his backyard in Las yeah. Cruces, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And he had this big tower that he built. Yeah. So he had the smaller telescopes, but then he'd climb up there. Mm-hmm. And even later life, he would, you know, he's climbing a ladder to get up there. Yeah. Like, don't slip, Clyde. I know. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't, he didn't let that get in his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, um, my favorite thing to tell guests on my Pluto tour is that um, Clyde passed away in 1997. And um, when New Horizons launched in 2006, they actually put some of Clyde's ashes on the New Horizons mission, which I just thought was, like, the sweetest thing ever. I mean, they, like, sent Clyde out to the planet he found, you and know? You know, there was, there was so much thought. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Alan Stern certainly deserves oh, yeah. so much credit. And he'd be the first to say it was a team of people. But... He really gets that personal side of things, yeah. and and so and he he had met Clyde mm-hmm. earlier, but it, it's neat because um, they got some of his ashes on there, and then at the launch of New Horizons, um, his widow Patsy was there, mm-hmm. and by the time New Horizons flew by, she was gone. Uh-huh. But um, in Mission Control, um, during the flyby, um, both the Tomba kids, Al and and Annette, were there, mm-hmm. and I was there. And I got to watch all this. And it was so cool because they had this um, countdown uh-huh. of when the beep would come back. Oh, yeah. Signifying mm-hmm. that New Horizons was alive and going well and had passed yeah. Pluto. And as this was happening, I was looking at Tombaugh kids because for everybody else, especially the scientists and engineers, the spacecraft flew by Pluto. Soon we're going to see pictures. Yeah. But for them, Dad just made it. He just oh my flew God, by you're Pluto. Make me cry, Kevin. And I, I was, I remember just Aww. watching them. And then another poignant moment during that was, yeah. I can't remember the timing if it was the next day, but when you know the first close-up image of 
of all things, there's this heart-shaped feature. Yeah. And and they're up on stage, NASA oh, TV's going, and the Tomba kids are over here, and they announce we're going to name this in honor of the planet's founder, Clyde Tomba, Tomba Regio. <laughs> and again, the, the family's there. And I, That's I, so I choke sweet. up. Oh, it was great. I'm literally crying right now, Kevin. <laughs> I cry during like all of my Pluto tours, I swear. <laughs> I, I talk about how they put Clyde's ashes on and how he got the full ride scholarship and everything, and I start like tearing up every time because it's just like – such an inspirational story and like such an incredible man, you know. I think that's why why it resonates, why it yeah so much because it's something we can appreciate. Exactly. And it's it's just <laughs> this guy, this kid, he was a neighbor of ours essentially that grew up on a farm. Yeah. He discovers this planet, and then the story continues. The connection, the heart shaped feature, and Pluto is discovered February eighteenth, just four days after Valentine's Day. Aww. And what's the the symbol of Pluto, the heart. The heart. It's just, as they say, you can't make this stuff up. Honestly, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. The whole story is just so incredible. And like, I've been working here for six years and I never get tired of talking about this. Yeah. You know, I've like I said, I've been excited to do this episode for months now, honestly. Like since we started planning it, I made this outline like right away. I was so excited. The outline excited. that I'm getting us off very well, probably. Oh, our outline. <laughs> I mean, the outline is basically what we're saying. It just has dates in it because um, basically I was just planning on talking about everything I knew about Clyde and everything. Yeah. But I have a hard time remembering certain dates. Things like um, we've got like his kids birth dates and stuff in here you know what i mean so yeah yeah so like uh he finds pluto in 1930 uh his daughter annette was born in 1940 uh al was born in 1945 you know so 10 15 years after and you know that uh, there he had lived up here in, on the hill <laughs> Mm-hmm. In apartment, yeah. it's now called the Tombaugh apartment. Yes, they'd guests stay in occasionally. I mean, scientists and such. Yeah, and then they lived in a different house up here, the one right next to the Slifer building. Yeah, and then um, they left and came back, and they lived in a house downtown. Yeah, I remember that. And that house is still there. Oh wow! And a couple of years ago, we took the Tombaughs down there, Aww. and um, Annette. Was old enough to remember, mm-hmm. like this is where Grandma stayed. Yeah, this was my room. That was you told Mom me this room. story. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was neat to again. Al didn't remember; he was too young to remember. But then yeah. Annette remembered some of those aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And what was neat also is the house had been moved. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it had been on Aspen Street. Yeah, and then it was going to be torn down, and a local resident purchased it Aww. for not much. I think it was not much money, but he had to yeah. move it. Yeah. So we moved the house, uh-huh. do a different street, but it's just neat to be able to see them see it. And then the last time they were in town, we went over to Tambaugh Way, Aww. which is a street here in town uh-huh. named after him. So, so sweet. So there's, there's so much connection yeah. with him, yeah. Yeah, and his kids are fantastic. I mean, we still talk to them. When I was uh, working with philanthropy for a while, I ended up calling Annette a couple times. Um, yeah. Just, I was like thanking people for memberships and stuff, and um we get a lot of people with last names of like Slifer and Tombaugh and everything. And I was like, I wasn't super new here, but I was new enough to where I didn't really know all of the important names. So I got to talk to a lot of really cool people and like halfway through they're like, oh yeah, like Clyde Tombaugh was my dad or like uh, Vesto Slifer was my uncle. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. So there's neat connections and, and it's really important for us to keep yeah, those connections. Which because, I think is great. Yeah. It's part of the legacy. Yeah. And and the fact that Lowell is this mm-hmm. family focused place, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's run by the family, the Lowell family. Yeah. Um, that's the Putnam's are like sole trustee right now, mm-hmm. but it's, it's family and, mm-hmm. and having 
you know, the Lamplins and Slifers and Tambas, and in more yeah. recent times, you know, families that stay connected to the place. Yeah. Moon Mappers that were here in the 60s. Yeah. That we've reconnected with in their families. Mm-hmm. Like Bob Malfair. Bob yeah. Mulfair, Lunar Bob. Yeah. I just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> oh, actually. cool. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the people who I ended up calling, and I was like, I recognize your name. I've talked about you numerous times. Yeah. Like, whoa. And and he's got a bench waiting to be installed until spring. Yeah. It's still in the shop because <laughs> there's a little bit of snow in the way. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> but that, that's part of what's so neat about Lowell is the that heritage and is so personal mm-hmm. because of families. And, and I think one of the great things, I've worked in public program for 15 years or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and every once in a while, somebody come in that they're, that's how I've met some of, some of the folks. It was, mm-hmm. oh, my, my name is so-and-so. My dad was a, you're who? Yeah. How right. How cool is that? I know. You always end up introducing me to people. It's so funny. Like when uh, Clyde's nephew was here, and yes. I was like leaving my car in the parking lot and you were, you flagged me down and you were like, hey, Haley, I want you guys, I want you to meet these people. And I was like, oh, cool. Who's this? And you're like, oh, they're related to Clyde Tombaugh. And I was like, what? That's so cool. And I think that's, so, that's one of the things like, like, like the educators, you work with a lot of different people, but yeah. being able to make a connection. Cause I think, mm-hmm. I mean, for you giving a tour now, mm-hmm. it's much more personal. Yeah. Having met family members. Exactly. Yeah. And, I've met Alden. Um, I've met, I've talked to Annette, um, uh-huh. his, uh, his nephew and his wife, I've talked to them and yeah. it's just like, it makes it that much better. Cause like, I've always loved Clyde Tombaugh's story, but now that I like know people who were related to him or knew him, I mean, that's just like so oh, it's cool. <laughs> and, you know, when you have those connections, like when I was at, um, the, the homestead where Clyde grew up in Burdette uh-huh. a couple of years ago, it's in the middle of nowhere, but you can get a phone signal. Yeah. You know, I can't get one for my office. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. right in the middle of this cornfield in Kansas, I got it. But I called Al, mm-hmm. and I say, I'm calling from where your dad grew up Aww. by trying to figure out where the telescopes were and stuff. Yeah. And so it was really neat. I wish he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. But he said, you know, he told me he wasn't sure if he'd want to see it because it changed. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it stayed in the family for a long time, but, yeah. you know, they expanded, they changed, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a lot different. But the storm yeah. cellar that Clyde built um, that could serve as a storm cellar and a place to put the milk and eggs <laughs> yeah. in the summer. But he wanted it to build his telescopes because mm-hmm. the first telescope he built um, to, to measure the accuracy of how well he ground the mirror, mm-hmm. um, you do this test called knife edge test, knife edge test. And the conditions, the error has to be really still. Yeah. And so he found that in the kitchen... Um, that didn't work. So dig a, a little pit. Yeah. And um, this cellar, and down a few feet under, uh-huh. the air currents and everything are real stable. Nice. So you have real still air. Aw. That's so cool. Yeah. And I, I, I will say that um, in what I just said, I gave a hint of what the beer name is, but I'm not going to completely say what it is yet because it's not official. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. So, the, oh the, you gosh. know, soon we'll be able to announce that. Yes. Yes. Soon. So if you guys are in Flagstaff, come check out the I Heart Pluto Festival. We're going to have so much cool stuff going on. I'm very excited. Um, and if you end up going to Astronomy on Tap, you'll see me and Kevin there. And, and uh, Al Tomba. And Al Tomba. We're going to tag team on a program and yeah. talk about his dad. And I'm so excited. And beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Um, and speaking of beer, uh-huh. this is from Clyde Tomba. Okay. Because he told really horrible puns. Oh, yes. My favorite. Um, I knew where, I liked it. <laughs> where do crows um, drink their I Heart Pluto beer? Where? 
at a crowbar. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So they're, 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 they're painful, depending on what you think about puns. Oh, I love puns. But he has a... In fact, uh, I can't remember if we posted these. Oh, they're in a in one of the Low Observers that's now on oh, on the mm-hmm. website, but it has a bunch of his crow puns, and they're they're all painful. They're <laughs> just groaners. It. I mean, one of my one of my favorite jokes to tell up here is if a guest walks up to the telescope that I'm operating and goes like, "Oh, what's this?" I say, "A telescope." <laughs> Even though I know that they're yeah. asking what we're looking at, I'm like, "That's oh, a telescope," and. Like half the time people will laugh hysterically yeah. and the other half of the time people just don't understand. And I'm always so sad when that happens. Yeah. Um, but my favorite time uh, let me I go ever... back on this and explain. Huh? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, but like my favorite time I ever told that joke was like um, there was only like a few people up at the Open Deck Observatory and this guy comes up and he's like, oh, what's this? And I go, a telescope. And the lady behind him laughed so hard that the entire, like the whole pause started laughing. And Success. I was just like, yes, yep. that was beautiful. That's what you live for those I'm moments. I'm never going to top that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was like just quiet enough to where like everybody heard me say it and everybody yep. started laughing and I was like, yes. That's how it beautiful. should be. You know, we could go on talking all day about this, but it looks like we're winding down on time. Yeah, I think we're uh, about Nate out of time. Nate just threw an asteroid at me. I know. Nate's like, hey, so, shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, thank you guys so much for listening to us talk about Clyde Tombaugh. Um, thank you, Kevin, for being here. Oh, that's great. I it was fun stuff. I was really excited. Cody called me and was like, hey, do you mind if Kevin steps in for me? And I was like, oh, I gosh. could talk about Clyde Tombaugh with Kevin for like five hours. So we're going to have to set a timer. <laughs> well, that's been fun. Yeah, there's so much great stuff. And we'll be talking about more at the iHeart Pluto Festival. Yes, exactly. I'm very excited. So um, if you guys are in town, the iHeart Pluto Festival, um, the special astronomy on tap with Kevin and Alden is going to happen on February 16th. We're going to have a Pluto pub crawl on February 17th. That's going to be really fun. I just got involved in that. People are doing specialty cocktails and things downtown. It'll be great. Um, and then the 18th through the 20th, we'll be doing Doing some special events up here at Lowell Observatory. And if you want more information, you can check out our website. We have a whole uh, page dedicated to the iHeart Pluto Festival this year. And as always, uh, thank you guys for listening to the uh, podcast Star Stuff, a space podity. Um, if you guys want more behind the scenes astronomical content or to just chat about your favorite things, uh, go ahead and join our Discord server. Uh, the link is on our website. So thank you so much for coming and uh, thank you so much for being here, Kevin. Thanks. It's been fun. Awesome. All right. Bye, guys. This podcast was made possible by our members and donors. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support our nonprofit in making more digital education like this available, go to lowell.edu slash donate. Thanks for listening.